Why is this guy crying in front of the lettuce? Welcome to Dude, Check This Out, a music podcast brought to you by Hambone Relay. Speaking of Hambone Relay, I'm Rob Tate. I play drums and I uh, say really loud things on the microphone when we play live shows. And on the computer is Mr. Mark Brown, organ player and uh, important man extraordinaire. Hey. And that's uh, most of what Mark's <laughs> going to say this podcast. And as always, we're not going to be able to hit every genre of music in these shows. It's, we try to dive into as much as we can, talk about music current, talk about some stuff from the past. But we won't be able to hit every genre. If you want us to talk about something specific or have an artist that you like on the show, please go hit up HamboneReally at gmail.com. Today we have special guests, the Chairman Dances. We have Eric and, of course, oh my God. You know in those moments when you drink and then you forget somebody's <laughs> name? Will. Eric and Will, ladies and gents. It's been they're a while. A, they're an alternative rock band based Already in off to a good start. I, yeah, hey. I blame the Heineken. <laughs> Known for their interesting arrangements and lyrics. They, um, they have come out with two great records. And uh, I was just listening to them the past week to kind of get in the mood for this uh, this interview. Oh, wow. Both produced by uh, Daniel, what's his last name? Smith. Daniel Smith, who works with Sufjan Stevens, right? Yeah, thanks for listening. What does he do with uh, Sufjan Stevens? He recorded and I think arranged uh, all of Seven Swans. It's all his, him and his family and his brothers and sisters. Oh, right. He's got that band. Uh, what is their band called? Danielson. Danielson, that's right. And they're from New Jersey too, right? Yeah, yeah his band's great. That's so cool. That's like a whole family band, right? They yeah. Whole, yep. like, all their brothers and sisters. His, his wife is Scandinavian, I think. Norwegian. Norwegian, specifically, yeah. And they, they're all just, you know, blonde and a big family. and Very powerful stuff. <laughs> the blondes or the, the singing? I think all of it. All of it combined, of it combined. equals into, like... The whole package. <laughs> yeah, I think so. <laughs> but would you say that um, when you got together with him, uh, you saw kind of some of the Sufjan stuff rubbed off on him and it kind of blended into your music? Or did he kind of ha- take what he had and worked what you guys had for your music i so interestingly his, did you know so sufyan actually used to play with danielson before mm-hmm. sufyan became so really actually, i didn't know that so sufyan took a lot from daniel actually like the whole dressing up in costumes thing mm-hmm. that was a danielson thing and then i mean i, I like sufyan stevens too a lot but um so i think sufyan learned a lot from working with daniel um and both playing live and recording Daniel, what I like about working with him is that, especially like with this last album, we had all of the arrangement ideas basically going in, but Daniel's really good about being like, that was a good take, or like, do that again, <laughs> um, which is really hard just when you're in the studio because you're working, you know, you've prepared so much um, and you're nervous, there's a lot of nervous energy, so just having someone know, like, no, that was a good take, like, don't overplay this stick to it or even overthink it too yeah you're just like you go do your take you say that was great one thing and then we'll move on yeah right it'll be that easy for sure it's kind of like a clint eastwood director type it's like yeah exactly <laughs> what you're gonna do i'm not gonna change too much and then we'll just move on you're not you past three takes you're not gonna do anything better than whatever you put down right but do you feel pretty comfortable in the studio in the sense of like being able to put your stuff out there i understand we all get jittery when we go to oh yeah but yeah, definitely comfortable. I think I think we we're both very comfortable in the studio. Yeah, yeah. It, it, we you know we we get it eventually. That's for sure. So, <laughs> yeah. No, I feel that for sure. Um, 
what I was gonna say was uh, you guys just recently put a record out last year, right? Yes, twenty nineteen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Twenty eighteen. Uh, yes, oh. sorry. Yeah. Oh yeah. What, what year is it? Oh my yes. god, it's crazy. <laughs> crazy. <laughs> and what was that record called again? Child of My Sorrow. That's right. Yeah. And I really enjoyed it. I really did enjoy the uh, one track on there. That sounded like like a Springsteen thing. I wish I wrote it down. I don't remember offhand. It's the it's the track on Spotify it has like seven thousand listens. But uh, it's got like a Springsteen uh, okay. middle section, kind of like a Born Run thing. You got like a bunch of percussion in the middle. I really enjoyed it. No compass, no math. That's yeah, exactly what it is. Yeah. yeah, that that song's awesome. Thank you. Thanks. I truly enjoy it. And uh, do you have any particular rec- uh, tracks off that record that you truly like, or? I really like two? Mascot. Uh huh. That's I re- the second track off the record. Yeah, yeah. I really like uh, Half Mile from Allentown because of the drums and the saxophone at the end. Mm-hmm. I think it, it's Kevin, our drummer, does some very crazy things. Do you guys kind of talk about arrangements all together, or Eric? As I guess you're technical, you are a band leader in this case. So are you kind of in charge of what the arrangement is, or do you kind of let it, the band democracy kind of work itself out? Yeah, I. Bring a lot of people do this, but you know, so I'll record a demo with just me singing and playing guitar, and any other ideas I have, which sometimes there's more, often there's very little, and then we talk about it and we sort of arrange it as a group and we try different things. I like, what if we had this kind of feel? Nope. Eric is he's very kind to all of us. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I shook his head now. That's not the part. <laughs> no, I mean, if there's a suggestion, it gets brought up. We we discuss it. We figure it out. You know, we'll see what gets dropped and what doesn't. It definitely takes time. But yeah, I think that's that's what it requires. Yeah, arranging takes a lot of time. Yeah. I mean, we we spend a lot of time yeah. on it. How long have you have has Will been in the band? Eric? I, I was literally just speaking about this. It's been since late uh, 2018. Okay. Because I joined in like... Well, I didn't join. You brought me on. No, but if we put out the record in 2018... Damn it, what year is it? I think it was late 2017. Right? Because 17 is before yeah. 18. Yeah. It is. But not... Yeah, and it was right before we recorded in yeah. that winter. So I just got pulled on and had to come up with stuff quickly yeah like a month before we it recorded kind of a month nuts. maybe six what weeks when the old bass player what ben <laughs> he's well, a, doesn't know yeah. <laughs> uh no he's my friend uh ben rosen great he, guy great player yeah he's a great musical mind he was applying to programs he does a lot of gigs and teaching and he, uh it was just like a very wound up being a very busy time for him and that was when we were ramping up basically to learn the new material so it wasn't a good time unfortunately so yeah, so I missed a lot of the like recording process that Daniel Smith was doing because I was just like, okay, like I just kind of just need to get in there. Yeah, like the yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you work with him or did you do it off site? Like, at, like no, I I went to the I went to the studio, okay. but it was just it was sort of very frantic for me. <laughs> so I didn't really see a lot that was going on. I was just like I was just staring at Kevin, like okay, this is what we're doing, this is what we're doing. Okay, this part, this part, this part. Mm-hmm. Okay, we're done. Okay, that, <laughs> moving on. And then, yeah, yeah. I mean, what was it? Eight, nine tracks on the album. Yeah, ten, ten. You know, kind of a lot. Eleven tracks, but twelve. It was great. Ten See, like two tracks just fell off the wayside. I didn't remember them so fast. <laughs> it was a lot. We did do, so. We record uh, basically live. I don't track vocals live anymore because people would yell at me because you can hear my string, my guitars. But besides that, drums, guitar. Two keys and bass is all live. Yeah. So we did 
the tracking for the album in one weekend. We did it. And yeah. then, then we did overdubs of, like, so I played trumpet. Yeah. Uh, had Maria play sax, et cetera. That was, like, a different weekend. Um, but there it's pretty fast. Oh, yeah. Especially on No Compass. How many tracks is it? Yes. There's, like, over 100. Because I had all, everything doubled. So, like, there's, like... You know, I wrote... <laughs> there's just a lot of tracks. It's a lot. Uh, there's two... So, two berries, two alto saxes, like, six trumpets. Um, there's a lot of stuff going on. And you played all the horns? No, I just played the trumpet. I wrote Maria's part and the berry part, but... Yeah, the trumpets I played. That's great. Now, you're saying you were getting in trouble with singing and playing guitar at the same time? They hated hearing your, like... Yeah, so the yeah, so our early we actually have some early records too, uh, and on those we used to record with Joe Reinhardt, who's a good friend of mine at the, at the Headroom, and Kyle. They're great, great, great guys. And so I did that for the early records, and then Joe was just like, "You gotta stop, like, because mm-hmm. the string noise would be in there." So just right. kind of. I mean, you got like five or six full length records, right? Yeah, we got a lot. Yeah, yeah. I think that's great, and you've been in the Philly area this entire time, right, Eric? Yep. That's great. Are there any rooms that you kind of frequent with your band or anybody in particular? I know you play Orton very soon, right? Mike's Tavern in Reading. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like, I love the place, I feel like in Philly we wind up playing at Boot and Saddle most often for reasons that I don't understand. Do you bring your own fans or do you just decide to sweat it out? I'm joking because there's no AC in there, right? Because it's so hot. Or at least whenever I've played there. <laughs> it's, it's always, yeah, it is always pretty hot. No, we, we bring a decent amount of people, especially yeah. when we play Boot and Saddle. We uh-huh. can... You know, it's like kind of a bigger deal, so we can definitely get some people out. Yeah, I I enjoy it. It's one of my favorite places to play. I, the yeah. sounds always very good. There's always a. I almost always know the sounds man. It's either like JJ or um, that guy who does sound for the uh, for Hopalong, who was then fired from Boot and Saddle for being too loud. Who was a really nice guy? That oh, what, the room the room volume was too loud. Yeah, they have a very strict decibel level. Uh. Which he found. Oh, out. why? Because uh, the uh, all the the apartments that are surrounding it. Or I guess so. The apartments ab- above. Oh, come it, on! If imagine. you're above a music venue, don't you you, you probably get free tickets? So sh- shut up and That'd go see cool. a show. Yeah. That'd be cool. That would be cool. Imagine yeah. like living above a milk boy or below a milk boy and be able to just go in to see shows yeah. all the time because you're you're right there. They're not gonna be able to. That'd be great. Did they fix their roof? Broken building, <laughs> milk <laughs> boy. We had a show there that was moved to Boat and Saddle because I believe it is all. Stuff. Okay, and they're not being very talkative about what was wrong. Actually, that's not true. Mark, you had some insight on what happened at Milk Boy, right? Because Pepper Wine, Pepper Wine show got moved, didn't it? Yeah, their show got moved to was it the other Milk Boy. Might have been. I don't remember where. Might have been Boot and Saddle. Maybe. Okay, I don't. I don't remember. But it had to do. There's something, there was something wrong with the roof. They had to like repair the okay. roof. I think. I like but, Milk Boy's a great venue, so I hope yeah. it's back and stable. Yeah, I like their uh, their tub that they have all the beer in. Their tub, or they used to have. Oh, used to oh no, they still have it tub. behind the bar, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. They have a giant tub that just has ice and beer in it. It just makes me giggle. These are the important <laughs> things about gigs: beer, be- food, yeah, yeah, ice, yeah, ice, and then the music. And beer, then, food, I guess, music. chicks, chicks. Yeah, um, no, that's yeah, and I think they have fixed it because we have seen a few shows there. Okay, cool. I'm blanking what they are. We played... Um, you just played there. We played there oh, opening yeah. for a... Uh, a I saw my show. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. That's what it was. Yeah, it, was, it was like, what was that, like a month ago, right? We played with Rebirth? I think so. Oh, uh, cool. Yeah. That was a lot of fun. Um, but yeah, so I think they're, all their shit's figured out. And, well, good. Yeah. Fingers, fingers crossed. crossed, you guys. Fingers crossed. 
But you guys are playing Ortlieb soon, right? November the 3rd? Yeah. Yes. And who are you playing with? Lucky House and Soft Idiot. Those are names. They are. They are. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we're, we're friends with the Lucky House guys. They're, yeah. they're great. Oh, we met them through my girlfriend because the lead singer used to work with her at uh, a restaurant. Oh, yeah? Which yeah. one? Uh, it was High Street on Market. That's the place up front? On Market. In Market? I know, but front and Market? Uh, I think it's it's further... It's definitely near there. Yeah, yeah, definitely near there, but it's it's like between 3rd and 4th. No, because we have a friend that worked, used to work there a long time ago. His name was John Gilbride. He worked over at High yeah. Street. Yeah, do you yeah, know him? I do. Vaguely. Yeah, yeah, he played. He worked there for a long time. And yeah. Then he moved out. He's all doing mostly music these days and working at, um, oh my God, Tria. Yeah, of course you know John Gilbride. Yeah. yeah. You probably... Do you know Courtney Testa? No. Okay. Never Who's mind. that? That's my girlfriend. <laughs> ah! <laughs> yes, I do. <laughs> How does that make you feel? Sorry. Let's make it all for as possible. I'm fine. It's okay. Yeah. I'm fine. Listen, I'm the fine. past is the past. Damn it. <laughs> but you guys also came out with a music video for your uh, Acme Parking Garage. Yes. Right? Song? <laughs> yep. It's where you have a mental breakdown in the, the, the supermarket the... and then in the parking lot, correct? Indeed. Was that your idea, Eric, or was you just decided that like it kind of follows the lyric? And then... uh, well, yeah, it was the idea of the song, yeah. uh, and then Bob. Do you know Bob Sweeney, the videographer? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's an awesome guy. So he does a lot of stuff for Rittenhouse. I'm not. I'm not oh, maybe wrong, right. He's like their in-house videographer. Oh, I don't know. Wow. Or at least that's what I've heard. Yeah, kind of a main gig. He yeah. So we talked about it, and he always. You would be surprised at how difficult it is to get a grocery store to let you film inside of no, it. No, I'm not surprised. Okay, well, fair enough. <laughs> I was surprised um, because of all the, uh, well, just the litigious nature of Why these things. Why is this guy crying in front of the lettuce? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Cold opening. Cold opening. Cold. Yeah, I called a lot of grocery stores. And what yes. Was your, what was your favorite reaction from a grocery store? Just... Um, one man wanted me to like fax him something. I didn't even. I was <laughs> legit. I was, like, yeah. I was <laughs> like, my yeah. fax you should have, you know, been like just page me about it. You know? Yeah. Um, he was <laughs> nice. Like he was trying to be sweet. Here's my carrier pigeon's <laughs> yeah. name. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Can you please, can you please yeah. send your credentials? Yeah. Sorry. Go ahead. No, it's okay. Yeah, that was weird. I'm. I'm still not sure exactly what he wanted me to fax, but it's neither here nor there. Um. But most of them were just like, no, nah, man, I'm, I'm really sorry. I wish I could. That's cool. You have a band. But no. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. You have a band. But no. <laughs> you know how many times I've heard that in my life? <laughs> it's cool. You have a band. It's cool. You have a band. Go do whatever you want. Just leave me alone. <laughs> no, thanks. But, uh, anyway, so who'd you get to? So the, the, the IGA in Port Richmond... So thanks to that, the manager there, he's a good guy. And it was funny. He's also very taciturn. It's just like it, when we spoke on the phone, you know, like he's a salesman. So he like is charismatic. But then in person, I saw him. It was, so it was him and Bob or me and Bob rather, because basically we had to do it right when they opened. So there wouldn't be any people there uh, to, to interrupt when I'm crying from the lettuce. And uh, <laughs> so we go in and he was like, I want to meet you, though, beforehand. So I was like, OK, so. I guess he saw that I was dressed up because I wear a tie in the video, and I was just like, oh, hi, I'm Eric, and he was just like, yeah, and he just like nodded and then turned away. I guess I didn't look threatening, and so that, that's all he needed. There you go. Then he this let's guy do wasn't going to destroy my supermarket. Yeah. 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 
What, what do you think he was looking for? It was like this. I don't know. He was just thinking like punks were going to show like up. Like a Rage Against the Machine type. Maybe so, or, yeah. Ooh, speaking of which, have you guys seen the, um, is it like a, a metal band playing in the Denny's? Ooh, no. Have you oh, seen this? That sounds it's, awesome. Oh, my God. They're, like, destroying the booths and, like, the chairs and this Denny's. It's like, what's happening That's in this? That's what he was afraid of. There you go. I guess that. Yeah. I, I guess so. Well, we are not a metal band, but we, you know, I, I think metal's great. So. Yeah, metal's cool. <laughs> Into it. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, but it was, a, you know, almost a DUI budget film. <laughs> Sorry. No, it's, <laughs> <laughs> it did not involve a DUI. No, no DUIs. Uh, but, yeah, don't you know, drink and drive, guys. Yeah, <laughs> what it is. But uh, you guys did it on your own accord and on your own finances, right? You, oh yeah, yeah. You know, uh, no backers or anything. Nope, just just me and and us. Pretty pretty indie, you know. Yeah. DIY baby. Oh yeah. I was thinking. I was like DUI. No wait, DI <laughs> DUI you. No DIY. That's it. <laughs> yeah, thankfully, the, the grocery st- like the setting is there. You don't have to build. Yeah. Aisles. It's good. Which is good. Videos can get dumbly expensive. Did anybody, yeah. did anybody show up and give you a funny look while you're shooting this music video? Um, people watched us and were kind of interested and intrigued. Because there are an odd amount of people who are at the IGA at 7 a.m. on Sunday. Um, are you serious? Yeah. Which is, I mean, you hats off to them. They probably work, like, hard job. Maybe they're coming off their shift. I don't know. But, it's possible. Yeah. Um. There's but, no, there's no like uh, place to get wine or beer at the IGA at seven a.m. on a Sunday. There, yeah, there might be actually. They have, they have a surprising <laughs> uh, amount, like a a good amount of beer and that's, good selection. Whoever curates that. Oh yeah. Oh, that's a great store. Yeah, it's actually quite a good selection. Yeah, I don't know awesome. how this turned into an advertisement for IGA, <laughs> but the beer and wine selection is is quite good. That's awesome. Did you see him at like seven fifteen? I did not. No, I, I, just like, I can't get oh, up there. Hi, um, yeah, I'm on my way to church. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I loved it, um, Eric. You were also an artist in residence over at Washington State, right? I, yeah, just got back. How was it? it How was, does that even work? I, I'm so curious. No, sure. They all are different, so mine may not be representative, but I. So I was in Washington State in the Cascade Mountains. It was. Possibly the most beautiful place I was ever in or lived in. Um, mm-hmm. And there, I just, it, my time was my own. I, so I lived with two other artists, a writer and a visual artist. Uh, we lived in the second floor of a library. And then the days, we just did whatever our art was. Um, we did a little bit of work for uh, the guild, for the Grunewald Guild. Um, we like painted a pottery shop while I was there. Um, but we had, we had meals together. Um, but for the most part, I just was working. So we're, I just have been bringing recently material to the band. So I was just like writing stuff for that, writing a, uh, some other lines to go along, rewriting some guitar parts, rewriting some vocal parts, rewriting lyrics. That's so. great. So you, you're writing uh, material for the next record that's hopefully coming out in 2020, right? Yeah. Yep. Is there like a common thread for all the music or anything in particular? Um, great question, Ralph. Lyrically, uh, there is sort of, yeah. So I, um, so like with the last record, um, there are, I guess, themes that come up. It's called Child of My Sorrow, though there's a lot of humor in it too. Um, but it's basically people trying to deal with situations as they can. Um, but I've sort of seen, um, when I hear other people's music, uh, other like people who are trying to 
say something lyrically. Uh, especially now, there's a lot of like pretty deep cynicism and uh, kind of like oh, what's the word I want to think like despair, mm-hmm. um, which you can't do anything with that. It's like uncreative energy. Uh, Is there somebody in particular that you're thinking of? Uh, no, just like all music. <laughs> like <laughs> in general, yeah. I mean, there's either like very cynical music or. Um, or like there's always like the nonsense stuff and sometimes that's really cool um, so I, I don't mean like any lyrics can work but so I, I guess I kind of want to like have a conversation with that if that makes sense makes sense what do you think your uh, input you've heard some of the uh, yeah, music I have. already Will it, it's a lot of the songs are about about people that's mm-hmm. what it seems like a lot of songs are about people and like like very deep Emotions, mm-hmm. I would I would gather, and uh, I mean I'm mostly just focused on like getting all the parts done, but uh, I think it's like it seems very human to me. Like like literally, it's about people. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. There's uh, I feel like there's definitely a common, and I was going for like a specific tone, if that makes sense. Um, like a writer's tone, like so like there's there's different characters, but it could be kind of the same character talking, and it's just like a very measured. Like precise, like I'm thinking through this kind of thing. You mean tone of the narrator yes. or the, the singer? Oh, and you're talking, you're singing about or talking about these people in mm-hmm. the way they're okay. That makes sense. Do you find yourself playing your bass parts a little differently towards each song with like the way he's developing characters? Um, maybe only like. Maybe just for the melody, but because they're mostly they're mostly Eric's stories and Eric's oh, lyrics, yeah. right? So, like, how do you interpret your bass lines to kind of what's being presented to you lyrically and melodically? Uh, it's definitely lyrically doesn't really have much to do with it. Okay, uh, it's definitely melodically, but I also think that the melodical the melody elements really do reflect you know what's being written. Yeah, so, they, like the air, the right. atmosphere, the vibe is like totally totally what the song is is about typically mm-hmm. so but you're just tr- focusing on supporting yeah focusing on supporting i've been trying to like really line up with eric's guitar parts which are really good Thank uh, you. i've been enjoying them a lot so I kind of do that and trying to like really kind of uh focus and like i'm trying to get me and kevin to sort of like just kind of kind of groove a little harder in, in certain spots and i think it's it's coming along nicely. that's our drummer yeah no it, it sounds great and especially in the last record i was actually going to mention i like the uh the intricacies you're doing some really cool hits on uh, between the bass and drums yeah especially the um you guys recorded like a little video of pickle i guess it was yeah yeah or you did a session mm-hmm. at pickle either a couple of videos i saw I'm blanking on the name, but it's the one where Kevin's goofing off and he like does a stick click towards the uh, the drum cam that's like right behind him. You know what I'm talking about? Do you know which video I'm I talking do. about? I do. It's either Lion's Den or Acme. I think it's Acme. I, it might be Acme, but like it, yeah, yeah I love the intricacies between the, uh, cool. between the band, especially the bass and drums. Well, having to to be introduced to Kevin in like in his his style. Mm. Uh, you know, and he's an eccentric guy, but his his style of playing is pretty nuts. He's pretty freewheeling. So I like show up to this, you know, uh, first rehearsal, and I was just like, "Oh, this is what the drums sound like. <laughs> this is totally, totally batshit." <laughs> so, but playing with Kevin for all this time, we've like 
definitely clicked. Mm-hmm. And we like trade a lot of elements, and it's it's great. I love them. That's so cool. Yeah. You guys got like a little brotherly thing. Happening. It's nice. I kind of like it. Yeah. It's cool. Uh, same thing for the rest of the band. Or is is everybody working well together? Everybody, everybody works great together. That's it's, cool. it's really nice. Well, let me ask you this because I'm also in this band in Hambone Relay. We present both Mark and I present songs, mostly Mark, but like I'm also a singer songwriter. I present songs oh. like whatever my band configuration is at the time. Do you, Eric, feel like you're when you present these tunes, they're uh, they're accepted in a way that most people are trying to support the song, like Will is, or everyone's, or people trying to put their own thing on it. And do you like that? Oh, sure, yes. Um, so I, it's or do you have a vision? What I mean. Yeah, no, it's a good question. So for this record and for some ones before it, I I basically have like I write a lot, and it, it take a long time to curate. Like, okay, like which songs. Are what I want to be together, um, and then I sort of have like yeah visions. For me, it's um, there might be certain things like so on No Compass No Map, for example, on the mm-hmm. last record. That one is one that I wrote a lot of the extra parts for. So sometimes I do have ideas, but for like certain sections. Um, but then there are other ones that come out completely different, either parts of songs or entire songs. Um, and but that's like very welcome to me because. I feel like I spend so much freaking time with the songs that it's very good to hear what other people want to do. Like, if a song sounds... If we recorded exactly like I thought of it, that's not good. <laughs> like, it needs to be better than really that. Right, better than right. what you hear in your head. Yeah. And the yeah. band will contribute. Exactly. And that... Like, all of my favorite records are band records. Yeah. Like, I don't generally... Although some people can do it, but I don't really like the singular vision, you know? Like, mm. the... Gesamtkunstwerk. What are your favorite band records? Just being curious. Oh, sure. Um, can I name a bunch of jazz? I've mostly listened to jazz lately. Yeah. But, oh, geez. Um, probably, so I listened to this very recently. I tend to like the things most that I've just listened to. But, uh, like, on Birth of the Cool, like, every track is arranged by someone. Or, you know, there's, like, five or six of them, like, mm-hmm. Gil or... Or Miles, or uh, who Johnny Carisi? Like it's like all of these like all star dudes who are writing the arrangements, and that's why that record is so good. <laughs> like if Miles just would have arranged all of the songs, it would have sounded like it would have been great. But he had all those great guys working with him. He had Kenny Clark drumming for him. <laughs> yeah, he's the man. Do you have any favorite band records, Will? Uh, at the moment, let me think here. Uh, I've been, I've been. I don't think so. I've been kind of going more towards the uh, the solo artist. Oh yeah, like what? Well, okay. So like, I've been listening to a lot of Neutral Milk Hotel. So uh-huh. I do know that is a band, even though it's like mostly like the brainchild mm-hmm. of the singer and lyricist. And a lot of the songs on his records are solo. So that that's what I've been really listening to a lot lately. Okay. Yeah. No, and I dig that. I like that you guys keep it democratic, even though most of the music is being presented by Eric, and I like that. Yeah. That's good. Now, you guys, what I didn't understand before this till this interview was that you have two keyboards, guitar, <laughs> bass, and drums. Now, how do you arrange the keyboards together? Like, is, <laughs> Do they work well together? Is there a good symbiosis? or are, Yeah. Do, does one mostly do synth, and the other does like keys and organs and stuff? Or like, how does that work? It depends. Uh, sometimes, yes. Um, yes. Dan calmly, usually, though not always, will do more um, like sus type stuff. Or um, so not always organ. Like sometimes Dan Finn will play organ, but 
uh, Dan Conley might do like Mellotron, but sometimes he does piano too. It really depends. Yeah. Um, usually one of them has a very strong opinion, like I'm going to do this on that on this song, mm-hmm. and so the other one sort of adapts and it's like, okay, you're going to do that all very easy going. Be like, okay, I'll play around whatever you're doing. Yeah, yeah. kind of do that. And that's nice, especially for band members to get out of the way of if I hear something specific. Yeah. Like, okay, yeah, I'll do something else. Yeah, yeah. We, we definitely serve the song. Okay. Truly. We, we, we're all pretty on the same page. And, and that's also why it, it takes so long, because everyone always has so many ideas and so many, like, just so much input. Like, it's, it's nice. We're, we're all, like, feeling it. That's so cool. Yeah. Now, did you record any of this at Washington State, or have you taken all these tunes over to Daniel Smith again? Uh, did not record. Well, I recorded on my via my laptop microphone because um, <laughs> I could bring basically my guitar and that was it. Right. Um, so yeah, I was just making demos for myself and for the band there. Yeah. So now we'll spend a few months arranging. And yeah. Then hopefully record. Cool, cool. Hey, it's back to the artists in residence. I, I know. I was cool. curious about this. Yes. Did you like apply for this and like you, yes. you and you got like like funding to be the artist in residence there? So I got. Uh, so I applied. There's a, an application process, and then I had an interview, and then I went there and I lived for free and ate for free and had my own studio space. Actually, I had two studio spaces. Sweet. Yeah. Yeah. On the house. So cool. Did you get to go out, Will? No. No, this was all... The fuck, Eric? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Artist and band residency. That'd be cool. If there's one of those out there, please yeah. email us at <laughs> band at thechairmandances.com. <laughs> oh. I mean, we were all thrilled. We all mm-hmm. were like, okay, well, this is great because now Eric can finish the tunes and give it the attention that he needs. Like For him to go out there for the purpose of us, like... Everyone was really pumped about it. Dan Comley was my reference. I baked him a cake. <laughs> my oh, other bandmate. Oh, yeah. He, yeah, they, yeah. And it was we a good pumped. cake. We that flour as chocolate cake. Yeah. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> we did it for the cake. That's yes. awesome. No, that's so cool. And I know you guys have Ortlieb's coming up in November. Is there any other big shows coming up for you guys? We have... It's going to be kind of a party, but parties are fun. December 3rd at ours. I thought it was the 7th. Could be the seventh. So, because I mean, <laughs> can it just be the third? Through it the is seventh? the seventh. It be, yeah, it is the seventh. Because we, we have, also we have, have a. It's like a secret show thing on the yes. sixth, but we have the art show on the seventh. Yeah. Well, now Which, you all know, folks. It's true. Yes. But yeah, bre- have you ever been to Brewery Ours in South Philly? I'm sorry, where? Brewery Ours, A R S. Where? It's on West Passion. And like twenty. See, I used to live on Passyunk on like a ninth and Passyunk, but I don't yeah, remember. this is on West Passion. This is on like twenty second. Oh. Oh, so it's not yeah. too far from Melrose. No, no. All that. Which right. is great, by mm. the way. They had a huge fire. I saw that. Yeah, and now they're back, and it's awesome. They're open already? Yeah. Did they get the insurance money? I, I don't know. I mean, <laughs> believe the Renzos did. I'm sure they got away with well, it. Well, it's South Philly. You never know. But uh, yeah. it's great. It's, you know, we... That's cool. I'll, I'll plug no, Melrose Anyway, there. to answer your question, no, I have <laughs> okay. not. Well, their beer is excellent. It's... it's Actually, probably my favorite brewery, and they're the owners are twin brothers, and they're awesome dudes. And we played there a couple of times, and it's always a blast, and it always sounds weirdly good because it's in a brewery. So you're like, how's this going to go? And we've had multiple people tell us it was yeah. like the best sounding. Well, show. it's great because because we're doing we our control own sound. the sound. <laughs> we bring all the gear, we set it all up, we do all the all the room checks, mm-hmm. and and it always sounds great. 
Yeah. But we had a very similar experience at another brewery called Not Hill Brewing Company um, okay. up north. And it was just like, the room was just like, we were surprised as hell. It was just like high ceilings and the walls were very tight. It was like, this is going to sound awful. But the minute we started playing like organ tunes, it was like, oh, this actually sounds really nice. And then lo and behold, they had like sound panels on the wall that were like blended in. We didn't even see them. Oh, it was huh. really nice. Nice. It was cool. So it's cool that they get a place like that in South Philly. At yeah. The brewery, what is it again? Ours. A-R-S. Brewery Ours. If you want to check them out, ladies and gents. Uh, it sounds really cool. And there's a secret show? There is a day before. Yes. Are we allowed to talk about said secret show? Can you? Is, is yeah, there, I can. Yeah. Or, or do, is there a place that people can know when you're going to post information about said secret show on the internet? Well, it's hard to buy tickets for it. That's why I... Yeah. Is it a so far thing? It is. Yeah. Oh. But the R's thing is free. Yes. And this the so far thing is just yeah, if so if you're listening and you want to know, just send me a note because sometimes they have multiple shows on a particular day. So if you go to buy tickets, it may not be our show and I'm you sure it'd be apply. a great job. Yes. Yes. You might also not get in. But Brewery Ours is free. Brewery Ours is free. Cool. The, there's yeah. beer. You can save all your money for beer. Yes, and give us some. But if you'd like. Buy right. <laughs> Yeah, by record. Do you guys still sell physical albums? Yeah. Like CDs and stuff? Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. Well, as as an indie band, I was curious. Are you guys moving towards the uh, the vinyl side of things? or? It's expensive. It's so expensive. We've got some though. And? You what? We've got, we uh, got tapes. cassettes. Mm. Yeah. But yeah. Has that been lucrative? Has pe- have people been buying these cassettes? I wouldn't say lucrative. <laughs> no, no. Lucrative in the sense it's cool, of... It's cool, though. Are they selling more than the CDs is what I'm asking. Uh... It depends on the kind of shows we play. If we play basement shows, yes. Okay. Um, if we play shows at proper venues, then no. We'll sell more CDs and T-shirts. I'm just curious about the aesthetic because we sell sure. vinyl and records, and mm. the vinyl sells way more than the record, and I, or the the CD. Yeah. And I was just curious if because it's such a cool aesthetic, do people buy it just to have? Oh yeah. As like It'll a thing. That. It's kind of just like how the vinyl is or big. Just, yeah, yeah. yeah, I mean the vinyl's like a decorative thing, but like yeah. the cassette's like this is my only cassette because everyone got rid of their cassette. Yeah. You know? and just like then you were the only thing to have in their house. Like look at this fucking thing. Yeah. So when they eventually get a tape player back, they only yeah. have that tape, and then maybe they'll, they'll listen to it. Yeah, that on tape. that is what Which draws people. Great. Like someone will say like, oh yeah, I listen to this in my car because yeah. I have a cassette player. Because I have an my... '80s Corolla. Like, I, don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's just it's just like a cute little box you can have around your house. And it's like yeah. a little decoration, you know? Yeah, for sure. It's totally great. No, I was just curious because, like, I know that cars no longer have uh, CD mm. players, and I know that everyone's doing this, that, the other thing to get their music out there. So I know the tapes are happening, vinyl's happening. And every artist we've have on, had on here usually be talking about, like, what's the next step? Do you guys know what you're doing next in terms of marketing your stuff? Oh, like distribution-wise? Well, I mean, like, in terms of uh, either physical copies or something more creative. USBs hmm. is that the other thing yeah people have done that I've seen that um, but I was curious if you had anything that you guys are going to do for your next record I was curious I need to start thinking about this now Definitely though if you have any ideas let me know I, mean, I think vinyl would be great we could always just like save up for it depending on how many yeah. we always do pretty limited I mean, there are places that do like 1600 you can get like 100 of them and yeah. it becomes lucrative it's, it's really nice there are five um, of us you know, have you done it around. recently because the there are less or I think the majors are doing it more now and so the time the lead time has grown significantly in the past year I've read have you have you done it recently uh, vinyl yeah yeah, yeah it, it takes forever okay unless you want to pay a lot right you know I mean but um is it nine months now or something well well no, no ours, ours ours was like 
six weeks. Mm-hmm. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, maybe tell me who that. So, but was. but but uh, but uh, like, <laughs> like I looked into like uh, disc makers and and nationwide, which are the two big bigger companies, and they were like mo- months. Okay. Or, yeah. Like, so we went to it with a smaller company, and it was like six to eight weeks. Wow. And it wasn't lathe cut. It was. Yeah. Wow. Cool. That's good. To, yeah. We'll talk. Yeah. I'm curious. <laughs> yeah, we don't have to share now. But um, that we've been finding success with vinyl. People are like, A, it's an art piece. B, it's people yeah. actually have vinyl players. Did you see the article that came out recently? Their vinyl is poised to outsell CDs for the first time since like the 80s. Really? Wow. Yeah. I know it's just this climbing chart for the past at least like 15 years, her vinyl. Right, but now we're ba- it's back. It's, it's wow. back more than CDs. I wouldn't be surprised... And this is me being cynical. I wouldn't be surprised if it plummeted like as soon as it, it as it crosses, because like everyone's like, "Oh, the pad's nah. over," and then yeah, everyone streams. And, and we're all trying to figure out like where do we jump? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, mean, I know I have like forty or fifty records, right? Yeah, and I, I think that's for right now. That's the way everything's moving. Oh yeah, and then it's figuring out. All right, where's the next glacier we have to jump to? Um, there's yeah. a great. Do you know who Vinny Caliuta is, the drummer? Yeah, he has a podcast yeah. now, and he oh, has cool. like nine episodes. But like one of these episodes is like it was talking about selling music, dot dot dot, or selling hats, and basically <laughs> talked about yeah. how musicians no longer sell music; they use music as bait to sell merchandise, aka like hats, yeah, and, yeah. and stuff. And he talked about like, music industry. That's interesting. And, stuff. and and it was kind of interesting because yeah, every band has to have like merchandise to survive now. We're really just like. Mini gaps <laughs> and just selling our name on things, you know. Yeah. Not to get depressed we about the whole sure. thing. No, no, no. I mean, yeah. but like it's it's moving in a direction. None of us are sure exactly what we are in yeah. terms of a merchandise culture. Yeah. I mean, we're just kind of we're just really trying to play music, though. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <You know? laughs> no, I get that. So are we? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah but have you seen our hats? <laughs> <laughs> All right, now to one of my favorite parts of this uh, podcast. is called Whip It Out, your cell phone. We're going to whip out your cell phone and talk about the last five things you listen to on Apple Music or Spotify. Do you guys have streaming services on your phone or whatever? Yeah, I, I actually have been using YouTube Music. I oh, get, really? That's yeah, great, yeah, too. I'm enjoying it. I'm trying to remember who has the worst um, payment plan for artists. Is it, it, I can't remember if it's YouTube or Spotify. Per play. You know what I mean? Like oh, yeah, how artists yeah, yeah. get like a certain amount per Whatever play. Whatever decimal uh-huh. of a cent. It, decimal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 You're getting like Fuck you. half of a hay penny for every, <laughs> yeah. every 300 uh, plays. Oh, from the yeah. artist percent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's yeah. the first time the word oh, hay yeah. penny has been used in this podcast, by the way. <laughs> Welcome. Episode 21. Right? Wow. <laughs> yeah, I think I looked. Was it .04? Cents per, per, full, just, per full stream. Let's just agree it's stupid and it's not talk about the amount. Brutal. We'll all get yeah. sad. Yeah. <laughs> what are the last five things you listen to? Will, we'll start with you since you've uh, been start using YouTube. All right. I'm whipping out my phone. Just his phone. It's sizable still. <laughs> I don't know. That that's not a 10. <laughs> <laughs> that chuckle, though. Can, can that be the cold open? <laughs> <laughs> All right, I, I, it's just from my history. Yeah. Okay, so Wish You Were Here, the song. Yep. Yeah. Do, uh, do you enjoy the most of the record or the whole record? Uh, so I, this is a s- song that I'm working on with my one guitar student. Oh, So okay. I've been enjoying it quite a bit and learning to play it. Uh, in the Airplane Over the Sea, or should I say Aeroplane, In the Aeroplane Over the Sea, which is a Neutral Milk Hotel album. 
Uh, <laughs> our album, Ch- Child nope. of My Sorrow. I'm starting to find that most bands listen to their record right before they come in here. It's, oh, oh yeah, it's not but intentional, but it's no. by chance. It's just like they mentioned their I band, mean, like kind of sad. We did have a gig, you know, uh, yeah. so I had to brush up. But but I, I mean, I really, do, I really do love this. We did have album. A gig. <laughs> yeah, uh, let's see. Um, the best '90s party playlist ever. <laughs> <laughs> Were you like cleaning? No, I had a party. <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot of a lot of classics like "Creep" by TLC and so on. And then that's uh, a good one. Yeah, I think so. And then "Swingin' Easy" by Sarah Vaughn. Nice. Ooh. Those are about the last things I listen to. All right, Eric, what you got? So I don't use streaming services. No offense to people who do. Uh, I don't really. <laughs> On my phone, I mostly have like open source apps and Instagram for the band. But do you listen to any music just on the regular? Like, what are the last five things? Oh yes, I listen to music all the time. Uh, so okay, so most recently, um, Nina Simone's uh, "High Priestess of Soul." I've gone through that once now. Um, it's a great record. Oh yeah, um, yeah. Her arrangement of. I like the cuts both on that and Wild is the Wind more when she does the arranging, even though the other arrangements are important. You seem to be fascinated by arrangements. This oh, yeah. seems to be a thing that's like a common thread between your music and the music you listen to. Is it just like a subtle obsession you have with arrangements of songs? Well, it's just, uh, I guess what Will was talking about, like the feel of it. I mean, if you take, so there, she does a, a gold gospel hymn on it called uh, Take Me to the River, but if you maybe four women from Wild Woods the Wind is more known. Um, there's just such a feeling in it, and it's perfect. I mean, the lyrics, I mean, everything works. It, it's really muted, that that arrangement, for women. It's just like a, a bass ostinato, her key part, which is, she was a classically trained pianist, so the piano part's amazing. Um, yeah, it's just, it's like, uh, I don't know, like what colors you use in a painting. Like, it just, it says so much. Um, but yeah, so I love her. Um, so that one, uh, High Priestess of Soul, I went once through because it was the 50th anniversary of Bitches Brew. Nice. Which I learned actually Betty Davis, his wife, had a lot of influence on that, which is very interesting. That is interesting. She named it, he was going to call it Witches Brew, and she said, no, 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 change it to Bitches Brew. But you said Betty Davis's wife. I'm sorry. That's amazing. what he said. And I was yeah. like, "Wait, is Betty Davis a lesbian?" And I just was not clued in. She's, she's a very open-minded woman, so it wouldn't she surprise was. me. But <laughs> also, also I just said, "Uh huh," and I was like, yeah. "I'm gonna have to look this up later." <laughs> yeah. Like, You're, Betty Davis is a lesbian. Sorry, Your sorry. mama wants you back. <laughs> so about it. So anyway, about so it. Miles Davis's wife said, "They call it bitches brew." Which one, what was his wife's name? Do you remember? Betty oh, Davis. Betty Davis. Oh, and Betty Davis. Funk yeah. artist. Yeah, oh. she's a total motherfucker. Amazing. Yeah, and, uh, oh gosh, hold on, hold on. Like, Wayne Shorter played on one of her records, and John McLaughlin. Yeah, wow. But, uh, okay, so that one, um, I was listening to a bunch of Philip Glass in a row, so, uh, like, I guess these are three things, but, uh, Koyanakatsi, uh, Pawakatsi, and Sachigraha, the opera. Have we talked about how much I love Koyanakatsi? Oh, okay. Alright, we'll talk later then. Okay. Or now, whatever. But yeah, those are great. I don't know who this is. Oh, Philip Glass. Oh, that's the song? That yeah. No, about. the composer. Uh, I know Philip Glass, but what did you just say before? So there's the <laughs> Koyaanisqatsi and Pawakatsi are both films that he made, or that he wrote the scores for. Okay, yeah. no, I don't know either of They're those. just a and series like, of images. Okay. 
and and they all like have like a this inner meaning. Like Koyaanisqatsi is like a Navajo word for like I don't know, like life out of balance. I think yes, that's correct. And it's just a series of like images sped up and slowed down, like you know clouds. Like sorry, I just smacked the mic. It's like you know flowing in, flowing out, like sped up, slowed down, and then it like transitions into water, and like, you know, in the water you see reflections of mountains, and then all of a sudden there's, you know, mountains and water, and it's like, and it's so sick. So sick. Yeah. I'll have to check that out. See, I don't even know what that is. I'll have to go look at that later. Yeah. Yasache Graha, his opera too. Do you know that one? I do not. I really like his operas, and Sache Graha is amazing. Wow. Just or what else way. you got? Give me two more. Um, SZA's last album, Control. Nice. I know that one. Um, and then... Uh, 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 actually, probably, to be honest, even though I mentioned it already, the, um, I didn't actually know Birth of the Cool. I somehow skipped that one. I love so. the Movin'. Sweet. The yes. Track. Oh, yeah. So good. So that record's great. Movin' is the one that's... um. Right? I thought it was that's the first track I think yeah great you just heard movement on the podcast yeah life's good anyway alright we did it you did it congratulations thank you you made it to the last five whip it out now the lightning round Okay. This well, part's fun. Since we started with you, Will, we'll okay. start with Eric. Now. Okay. All right, Eric. First concert you ever saw? Um. Oh man, it was probably like the chorus line, the musical. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. <laughs> oh, nice. Okay. All right. First album you ever owned? Um. I remember. Oh, it was a single though. But I remember buying the Biggie single. What Which one? Um, I think it's Mo Money Mo Problems. That may have been the first thing I bought. <laughs> Which is interesting for a number of reasons. I have no problems nor money. Um, <laughs> yeah, that was the first thing I bought. But the I had a Beatles Greatest Hits that I listened to. That was like the first cassette I actually, well, and only cassette I ever wore out. That was in second grade. Oh, wow. That's nuts. Mm-hmm. All right, let me see here. What was the first show that you were a part of? What band were you in? Oh. Uh, not like school bands? No, no, no. no. Well, like first okay. rock band. Like, what was your first rock band show? Or um, It was probably... First... <laughs> it was probably a... It, so it was at school, and it was like the day that you can... the day students brought their ensembles, but I brought my band. <laughs> so awesome. we were allowed. <laughs> um, yeah, that what was, was it called? Um, at that point, it was called My Iron Lung after the Radiohead song. That's awesome. Yeah, that's a sweet band name. That's a sweet band name. Yeah, that's awesome. Oh, yeah. It's pretty metal. <laughs> yeah. What's here. your favorite song to play? Uh, of ours? Yeah, which like I any song. The, yeah, well, those are the songs I play the most often. Um... I think, actually, so from the album, either, I think both Hannah, Hannah I Know It Wasn't Always Easy, and Acme Parking Garage, I like the recordings, but I think that we play them a lot better now, even, like, mm-hmm. I think they sound awesome, so probably one of those two, or both. What's the song you hate to play the most? 
Um, Cover songs, your song. I like the song, and we're gonna play it. And everyone always likes it, which is why we play it. But "Joyful Mother of Children" is just no like weird tessitura for me, so I always have to. I was like, oh darn it, I have to practice that range of my voice. Voice. And Speaking of your range, do you do you run into difficult? I know you like to sing a lot lower. Yeah. Than most folks, are you a true? Would you consider yourself like an upper bass or bass baritone, or do you just like singing in the lower part of your range? So there's actually. You know him from school. Do you know Liz Radaganda? Yeah. From, okay, so I take vocal lessons with her. She's okay. a great jazz singer, everyone. Um, occasionally. So she she's like, Yeah, you're a Barry Tenor. That's what that's what Liz that says. That makes sense. That was my guess. Yeah. When I went to school, her name was Liz Ross. Yeah. And uh She's awesome. She before married. she married Jeff. Yeah. I mean Jeff Jeff Radaganda's the man. Um they're both great people. Uh let me see. What is your favorite record to listen to right now? Um, uh, there's a lot of grunting going on right now. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm boring. Probably that Miles Davis record I've been listening oh, to. Oh, it's all good. And who's your favorite artist right now? Um, Favorite artist. Okay, I'll say something different because you mentioned it and I want to hear it. Sarah Vaughn, I just found recently. Because oh, yeah. she, she did so much. It's incredible. Um, and some of it has sort of fallen by the wayside. So I, th- I guess I heard her more commercial stuff too. And I was like, oh, yeah, this is good. Uh, but I've heard her earlier stuff now where she's like improvising and doing more of the vocal writing. So she's my favorite person to listen to. And her self titled record that she made with Clifford Brown, I've been listening to and really enjoying. She's awesome. Yeah, so good. Cool. All right, Will. Okay. We'll start with you. Hit me. First record you ever had. Okay, so I think my uh, parents bought me a... I wanted a TLC record, but they bought me a Destiny's Child album. I was like six. They mixed up their... Uh... No, it just... The TLC had a parental advisory on it, and they... they and that's why they didn't it. buy it for yeah. you? <laughs> yeah. yeah. It was dirty, so... Oh, Wait, Beyonce which... was dirty back then. She just didn't say it. You watched the video, it was dirty. Wait, what, which TLC? Oh, because Left Eye. I, I really don't know. I was six. Um, but, <laughs> but I did, when I was like 11, I bought my first record, and I bought System of a Down, Mesmerize. Nice. And that's still a favorite of mine. That's great. Do your yeah. parents uh, play at all? Uh, they, they don't. Uh, well, actually, I'm sorry. Well, my dad plays piano but it's like total hobby level you know mm-hmm. not saying he's not good but he just is like it's really for him and only him um but he's like a big big music guy yeah he's big music quite guy. a connoisseur and my mom is just like you know super cultured and, and they, they both really like saw the 1960s happen because they're a bit older than everyone else so they're definitely into music yeah but not musicians what was the first show you saw with them? Are you think, by yourself? Well, I think they took me to a, a performance of The Music Man. Look so, at us yeah, representing the music, the musicals, exactly. which is weird. Even I, I think, <laughs> I feel like my first like major rock show was Metallica at Madison Square Garden. Whoa. Nice. Yeah, I got a free ticket. So. Who'd you go with? My friend Max. Max! Yeah. Did they use a double kick drum? Uh, yeah, probably. Pro- I don't know. I've never I, mean, seen I, would, I would imagine. I think. Yeah. Mm. What's your favorite song to play right now? Uh, well, when I could play Teen Town, I was really enjoying it. I finally learned it, but I, I just, I've been playing chairman stuff and working, really, which, mm-hmm. you know, I have like a regular Everyone's job. Everyone's got that struggle. So. Yeah. Uh, Indeed. But I would say Teen Town, when I could play it, and uh, I still love playing uh, um, 
Sugar Hill Gang, mm-hmm. Baseline. Like that's that's my favorite Baseline, I think. But then probably my favorite Sherman Dance song to play would be Out of the Lions Den. Sweet. That is my favorite that's a song. Yeah. I like I like the, that song. That yeah. Album. Especially where it lands in the, the order. That was the first song that we played oh, really? together. Okay. And when I heard it, I was like, oh, this is lovely. This is great. I want to do this for a yeah, while. Yeah, yeah. This, <laughs> this is good. Song you hate to play the most? Um... I guess if I get called for something and I don't have that much time and I don't get to end up practicing that much, it's anything that has, like, just, like, some shit in it that I have to actually learn. Like, it's not just changes. You can't fake your way through it. You just... No, it's, like, a lot of hits and a lot of weird yeah. changes. And, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, like I said, like, I do have, like, a job job. So, like, I really just... I got a job to, like, really focus on, like, artistry. So it's not like I'm like getting called all the time, but when I do, it's like, ugh, okay. <laughs> what's like, the what's the job job? Uh, <laughs> I uh, am an axe pro at kick axe throwing on Market Street. No shit. Yeah, I teach people to throw the axes. So. That's pretty awesome. Yeah, <laughs> it's badass. <laughs> no, it's fun. It's it's kind of like you know, it's like you're uh, you're saying you're emceeing quizzo stuff. Yeah. it's like a similar kind of you just yell at drunk people. We have that but in with common. sharpened blades. Yeah, they have weapons, though. <laughs> yeah, the two would not mix. No. <laughs> no, we just have our words. Exactly. But words hurt. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Isn't, <laughs> is there alcohol involved? Yes. It's BYO, isn't it? No, no, this one is You have fan- a bar in your This is a fancy. Place? Yeah, it's really phenomenal. It's, it's one of the, it's probably the nicest one in Philadelphia. Do they pay you every time you say something nice about them? They do not. <laughs> but I mean, th- that stability is is great. I, nice. I don't know. I just uh, part it's of hourly, me. or is it by by party? It's hourly. That's pretty cool. Phenomenal. Yeah, that's pretty sweet. Yeah. All right. Favorite album to listen to right now? Well, right now, like I said, I'm just like checked into the hotel. hotel. Yeah, I'm in it. You know, so probably on Avery Island or in the airplane over the sea. Uh, I was definitely into. Um, I just have to get my phone. out. Did I tell you that I saw them when they did their reunion tour? No, you didn't. That's sick. Two years ago. Wow. At Tower. Is it good? Not without the tower. Wait, what? Tower no longer has the the tower. Oh, I noticed that when I was I was confused by yeah, that. Yeah, they took it down. Uh, no, I, I was structurally unsound. I've been enjoying <laughs> "Turn This Mother Out" by Idris Muhammad. Good choice. Yeah, it's super funky. It's you know, it's like I'm always I'm always gonna be listening to groovy stuff. Um, and who's your favorite artist? Or, well, I guess your favorite artist would be Neutral. Milk At the Milk. moment, probably Neutral Milk. Cool, cool. Yeah. All right, guys, uh. go ahead and plug all your stuff. What's your next show? We have a show on November third, which is this Sunday at Ort Leaves. Uh huh. We have this m- is probably gonna come out after that. Okay. <laughs> then we had a show November third at Ort Leaves. <laughs> we have a show. We have a show December 7th at Ours Brewery in West Pashyunk. You should totally come. It's, there's going to be no cover. It's going to be beer. And there's yeah. going to be music. So come on, come on. Or where can people find you online? TheChairmanDances.com. We are also on Instagram, so please banter with us there. All the platforms. All the streaming. All, all the platforms them. at once. Yeah. Have them all up. That's great. Yep. Yeah. Sick. Thank you guys so much for coming out. Thanks for having me. No, this is fun. This was really fun. All right, you guys, uh, we'll see you next time on Dude Check This Out. From Mark and Rob.
Peace. Thank you so much for listening to Dude Check This Out. Once again, if you want to learn more about Hambone Relay, please go to our website, hambonerelay.com, or go to iTunes to check out our records, or Spotify, which is where these playlists will be located for these episodes. And don't listen to the haters, man. There's plenty of good music out there. You just have to keep looking. See y'all later.